Welcome to the special holiday edition of the She Lives Fearless podcast. This is Holly Newton, and I am your host. And this is Dina Delisa Gonser, your co-host. And if you're anything like Holly and I, you love to host for the holidays. Yes, we do. And we have invited some very special guests for the month of November to help you prepare your table, heart, and home for the holidays. So join us. Don't miss an episode and stay tuned for some fun giveaways. Today, we are welcoming Katie Elgerson, the powerhouse leading the lifestyle hospitality brand Gather Intentional Living. What started as a passion for wanting to help others find community turned into a skill building courses, a successful podcast, and inspiring home products. Katie and her husband, Colby, moved to Chiang Mai, Thailand to volunteer in the area of human trafficking and child exploitation, using their backgrounds in social work and criminal justice. While there, she experienced her own battle with loneliness and her own desire for connection. It was then that she created a small life skill training catering program in an effort to act as a smooth transition from a life of abuse to successfully re-entering society for victims of exploitation. After coming back to the States, Katie and Colby opened Gather Wholesome Gourmet. Feeling the call to teach, Katie and Colby created Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Katie began teaching charcuterie, charcuterie styling workshops to small groups, which grew into working with large companies and teaching students from across the U.S. and multiple countries. Gather has since grown into a podcast with an impressive guest list and a range of studying home products. Katie, you have been busy, busy. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. It's a joy to be here. <laughs> I mean, you have an amazing beginning to your story with your work in Thailand. Um, I know you've been our podcast guest before, but can you remind listeners how your heart for hospitality began? Yeah, of course. I want to apologize. I'm a little hoarse recovering from a cold, but we're going to do oh, this, gosh, right? All. Like, tis the season, tis the yeah. season. <laughs> um, yeah. So my husband Colby and I called Chiang Mai home for um, three and a half years married. And then um, I was there six months as a college student. So four years of my life have been spent in Chiang Mai. Um, so while we were there, I was not focused on hospitality, like as a part of my work necessarily. We were um, like you said, an anti-trafficking child exploitation. But I think what happened was um, I experienced this intense, immense loneliness um, moving away from family and friends. And we had this team, but it was the first time in my life that I wasn't known, like deeply known by people. Mm. And um, it stung for a while. I sat in it for a while. And then I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me this invitation to either accept it and to just sit back and own it like, or to do something about it. Mm. And for me, I was a 23-year-old newlywed, didn't know how to cook much, um, but I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me this invitation to invite over anyone that I was meeting. And it was awkward. It was clumsy. It was culturally weird <laughs> to just say, hey, how are you? You want to come over? Um, but I saw that there was this power that the table had to make connections in this new community that nowhere else that I couldn't I couldn't replicate it anywhere else in society, you know? And so it developed this curiosity in me. And I didn't know that God was preparing me for my business, but I was growing in my own hospitality. And then I realized, oh my goodness, like I'm not the only one that experiences loneliness in adulthood. There's something here. It's time, time to get back to the table. So yeah, that's the short of it. We could dive deeper, but... 
Yeah, that's that's really amazing, Katie, how God used that season to prepare you for what you're doing now. That's something yeah. Dina and I have recently talked about mm-hmm. on other episodes and just personally how God has used the things that are in our past that maybe we didn't even understand why, the whys, um, yeah. to actually prepare for things he's doing now and will do in the future. So I yeah, love it's that. powerful. Love that that's part of your story. It really is powerful. So after your experiences abroad, um, you turn Gather Intentional Living into a multifaceted lifestyle brand. You have a podcast, products, courses, and really so much more. I did one of your courses, I think, like two years ago. It was so fun. (laughs) Time Um, flies. (laughs) Time flies. It feels like it was last Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you feel that God used those tougher seasons to help you forge ahead with your God-given purposes? And, And if so, like how? Yeah, man, I think that God was so, um, he knew me so well. He had to really force me into it. Um, You know, I was reading this question when you guys sent it over and I was able to really look back like in high school, starting at career fairs. I remember always being drawn to like culinary programs and design programs. And I just, I, I, we weren't raised with much, like my family didn't have much. And so I didn't have much to play with at my house. I really disqualified myself, but God was like, you're not listening to me. I have to force you into this. (laughs) And so, yeah, I think he used, no, he really had to, yeah. I mean, he really had to force me into it. And I think, I think what happened even more than that was I think through my pain and through these lonely seasons, he gave me a sense of, um, an ability to see people that are going through this in a way that I wouldn't have been able to experience before. So it like, like we all know, it stinks to go through some of those seasons with the Lord. They're painful. They're messy. I'm still going through it if I'm honest to some extent, but um, it's so much more purposeful. Um, like when he, yeah, to see when he, when we allow him to work in us through it. I know your training ground and you yeah. that like, all right, I know I'm going through something and I know in my rational brain, he always leads me through it, always brings me through it. But we kind of sometimes in those moments, it's almost like we don't realize how great he is. And we don't, we know we trust him. I say, you can't see me with the quotations guys, but like (laughs) we never really know the, to the extent of what he's going to use. Yeah. the seasons like we know he's going to make it better. Like la di da di Not that that should be taken lightly, but it's amazing to me what he really truly does beyond what our um, like human mind can see. And that's what yeah. I see your story. Yeah, Kate. and I, I was thinking. Oh, sorry, Dina. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, I was done. I was. I, done on my I, box. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it too. Really, as you were just saying that, like if I were to just take the invitation to go to culinary school in high school, the heart behind my business and ministry would have been so different than if I went through that painful season of loneliness. I was able to know myself better, know God better, know what people endure when they go through loneliness better. So yeah. And I mean, the holidays, especially since we're doing this podcast um, during this time frame, they can be filled with a range of emotions. And of course there's those feelings of joy and the magic and the wonder, but I mean, people really feel that feeling of loneliness exacerbated during this time. Yeah. Um, and you've spoken candidly about your own struggles um, with the longing for community and loneliness. And um, how did that experience impact your relationship with Jesus? Like, how did you make the choice to lean on him 
during this difficult time? Because that might help some of our listeners who are about to dive in to that this holiday season cope yeah. with it better. Yeah. One thing I think is really important to notice, and I'm realizing it in my own journey, is like when you overcome loneliness in a season, it's not the last time you're ever going to endure it. It can come back in different seasons of life. When you join a new church, when the holidays you know, approach and you just lost a loved one, it could look like a lot of different things. So loneliness is something, unfortunately, we're going to endure um, throughout life. Um, so I'm I, you know, I'll say it a million times in this episode. I am constantly learning and relearning. So I'm in a currently going through a season with the Lord where I'm like, okay, it's time that we do this again. <laughs> and yeah. one thing that um just really in this like really vulnerable place with the Lord the other day, I felt like he said, Katie, just like look me in the eyes. Like, just look me in the eyes as you're going through this, like as you're carrying this heavy load, as you're going through this heavy emotion. Um, and I didn't really know what that meant for a while. But I guess if people are like new to quiet time or if this just sounds weird, like I'm just literally visualizing God in front of me and I'm just like locking eyes with him. And I think what he showed me was that reflection that you see, like that's that's what I want your like how do I explain it? Like that that's all you need to set your gaze on right now. And I will I will heal. I'll be your bomb. Um, and so I know that's kind of like hokey and like really hyper spiritual, but well, I think that's super powerful. I've never thought about like actually like what if I could sit and like lock eyes with God and like how yeah. powerful that would feel and to see myself through his eyes would be a totally different yes. perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think on the other side of this too, I was so deeply hurt by just some of the like seasons of rejection and loneliness. And I was so confused with God, why he would allow them. Cause you know, we get into these conversations with ourselves, right? I'm like, I'm not a bad person. I'm not like, you know, I'm likable. I'm all these things. Right. And God's like, no, like the invitation is like, I want you to go first. Like, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. Like I'm, I'm equipping you. I'm calling you like go first and do this, you know? And so I think, um, some of us, it's not all of our story of loneliness this season, but that might be the invitation to some of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think everyone has gone through periods of loneliness at some point. I mean, that's just life, right? Whether yeah. we're in a, we can be lonely in a crowd. We can be lonely in yeah. familiar surroundings. It depends what we're going through. And um, I mean, I identify with, with some of your story and that, you know, starting over in a new place. I honestly envisioned myself in the same home my whole life. Um, I'm a fifth gen Texan, never planned to leave. I plan to stay in the same house I raised my children. And here I am in later life as an empty nester, have moved a few times. And it's it can be lonely because you start over in a new community and now you're not meeting people through your kids or whatever life was. And yeah. to not what you said at the top of the podcast, like you weren't just you weren't known. And yeah. that can feel isolating, but yeah. it can also be a time, as you have made it to be, to really lean into the Lord and see. Yeah. Seek Jesus, because there is something really powerful when we are able to sit in his presence and learn to be content. Um, to yeah. that, that's been a big one for me to go, okay, I surrender it. I give up. I have a lot of things I do online, and I'm missing that human 
across the table connection, but I trust you, God, that there's a reason. And he Mm -hmm. has helped me to see people more clearly. And we're starting to find our community now in Florida, you know. Um, But I am so empathetic with people that may not have their people or that you're in the same place that you've always been and you know you need new people because there's that too. (laughs) Yes. You know, as we we go through seasons and recognize, you know, we need, we need other people around us. So we do need community around us, people that will speak truth into our lives um, and that we can be real with, you know, and where, where it's appropriate. So, yeah. Katie, where would you suggest someone start the holiday season if they wanted to make strides towards finding community? Yeah, this is um, a recommendation that I give just like year round, um, is to just be aware of friend chemistry. And I think, I think culture tells us like, it is so weird to ask someone in public to be friends, but we have to think about it. Like that's how it's always started as kids. We were just aware of similar interests. We were aware of commonalities. And so I I tell people, one of my closest friends right now is, was my bank teller. I would go to the bank every week. I was like, man, I really get along with this girl. And one day I just said, Hey, you want to hang out? And we're we're great friends. And the thing is, everybody's waiting for an invitation. And so I think we just have to give ourselves permission. We Sometimes we have to be the one to go first. That really hurts. That can be hurtful, could be clumsy, could be awkward. Um, but be aware of you know, if you're a mom, like some of the parents that maybe you hit it off with at the playground. Don't don't think it's just coincidence if you see the same person at the grocery store every Friday. You know, tell the person, "Hey, I think I think there's something here. I think we could be friends. You want to go get a coffee? You want to go to a vineyard?" Um, and then I've kind of created this concept called blind friend dating, where I'll identify about like five, five to ten um, of these people that I'm wanting to get to know, and I'll invite them all to a vineyard, all to my house, and I'll send out this mass text, and I'll just say like, "Hey guys, you don't know each other, but you all know me. I think we could all use some new friends. Like, why don't you come over? We can all like." get to know each other. And it's been such a refreshing concept for people. Cause again, everyone is longing for an invitation. Oh, that is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I wish we lived a little closer. <laughs> oh, I know Dina. I know. <laughs> like I'd like to go to a vineyard with some new people. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, I mean, and it's one of those things where we could have a whole episode about this. Like it doesn't always work. You're not going to end up being friends with every single person, but I think just like dating and just like romance, you have to pay attention to that chemistry in adulthood and, um, initiate. Yeah. That's good. That's huge. I mean, I'm definitely one of those like new moms on the playground in kindergarten, like just kind of like hanging back there, like, all right, am I going to be friends with people? What am I going to do? It's like a whole (laughs) new, a whole new world. So that perspective is really great to think like it gives you confidence to talk to someone that everybody's just waiting for an invitation. So why not one to, um, start it off Mm -hmm. and I'm going to switch gears here a little bit because go for it. I mean, I know you are all things hospitality and, and I just, I need to know, is there anything you acquired from your travels or your time in Thailand that you've now incorporated to your home stateside, whether it just be a tradition, a type of food, or just a way of, of being or, or dealing with people, anything that has transferred now that has become a part of your home here? Yeah, I don't know that this directly like connects to Thai 
culture. But when we were there, my house was like the holiday party house. So we were all away from family. Like, so it's the holidays, you're away from family. And so I was like, let's just do this big and let's do it together. And I mean, nothing against the holidays here, but they were so rich and we just were so present and like embracing celebration that I've just like, I've really tried to carry that here. Um, And so we're, I mean, we still have like older people in our family that are alive that host gatherings, but I do my best to still have like big open houses where it's like, you know, wherever you're at with your family, wherever you're at with community, like, let's just, I don't know, embrace each other. Um, And so, yeah, a little bit of that, just like the big holiday open house style thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, so in obviously in Thai culture, they don't celebrate Christian holidays. And so there's a lot of emphasis for them on like Santa and things like that. Um, But they are just such a hospitable people. And there's such a gentleness when they gather and a respect for each other. Um, And people have noticed, we didn't even know that was changing in us, but we just came home with this like gentleness, I think. And so I think we've just approached the holidays with that. And I think God's even given us an invitation to be the one that almost um, invites others into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of a gentleness with going into the holidays. Yeah. Get togethers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I need to think about that more. I think there's things I'd have to ask Colby too, if he recognizes that I've carried things over without even realizing it. But um, I brought a nativity scene home that we, you know, had made there and that was really special. And um, yeah, that, that's but, amazing. It really made a deep impact on you. And, oh, huge. Yeah. Has carried over into what you do today. So yeah. you're clearly such a champion for opening, you know, your home and inviting others in. What's one of the first steps that you suggest when someone wants to start planning a get together? You know, it's not mm-hmm. natural for a lot of people, but it doesn't mean they don't desire it. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is we get in our own way. And so our insecurities get in the way. We, you know, I think the enemy really lies. I'm actually very excited. I'm I'm going to be speaking to a group of moms tomorrow mm-hmm. about how we get in our how we get in our own way and why hospitality is not working and why it's not your fault. And I think the enemy lies and we think that so often the lies of the enemy are dripping with filth and evil and nasty words and all those things, right? But sometimes the lies of the enemy sound like, no, you really need to wait until your kids are older. You need to wait until you buy that new couch. You need to wait until your rugs are clean. And he is a master. He's an expert at keeping our doors closed. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you want to start, forget about the party planning and Pinterest boards and all of that. Identify where your areas of maybe insecurity or pain points are, and just take a few steps to grow in confidence, not perfection, but just confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if if you're listening today and you're insecure about, um, you know, if you think your house is messy, do yourself a favor, just plan one hour a week and just start to tackle those so that you'll feel better and you'll feel a little bit more um, ready to open your door. I think that that readiness piece um, is huge. And we just have to take steps to come back, combating, um, those insecurity and pain points. Yeah. I definitely think that I think we were talking about this, Holly, another day on the podcast, just about taking time to reflect for a minute, like sometimes Mm -hmm. sitting and thinking about why do I really feel this way or what really is the problem? And then kind of just editing ourselves that you mentioned small steps and not for perfection right away, just something 
builds to building blocks with mm-hmm. confidence. And I think that's yeah. Because I think having some tools in our toolbox definitely make gives us a sense of confidence and readiness. And we, so if you don't feel comfortable as a baker, bake one batch of something new every week until you feel a little bit more confident in your skills. And I think with all of this, I mean, God loves excellence. He loves design. He loves food. It's all across scripture. Yeah, Those things really matter. But I think the important thing is don't wait. Um, so picture yeah. it as like a lifelong pursuit, but whatever you do, don't wait for perfection. Yeah. Great, yeah. Great advice. And well, speaking of being ready and kits and such, you just launched something new, right? Um, called, is it, I'm probably going to say it's wrong because I don't have good French. <laughs> La Vite Kit. <laughs> That's right. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is exciting. It's it's a holiday. The one that you see on our website right now is a holiday exclusive. And um, it is essentially the five pieces that I have always used when I need to pull together a quick gathering. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh my gosh, I always gravitate towards these things. They um, encompass food, design, and ambiance all, all in one. Mm-hmm. And it takes it takes the thinking out of prep out of prep. So as we're approaching the holidays and you have a guest that comes early or you're running out of time, this is really your go-to. It's a pitcher for infused water, um, a candle for ambiance. And also if you didn't have time to clean, it will freshen your space. Um, A charcuterie board that you can easily just put cheese and crackers out. Um, What am I missing? Oh, and a vase. So you can either clip greens off of your Christmas tree or go to the store and get a bouquet. And you just pick where you want people to gather, your living room table, your kitchen island, and you put all of the components right there. You fill it in. It comes together beautifully. Um, and yeah, it takes the thinking out. It also comes with um, 13 of our classes. So you can kind of build those skills that I was talking about on cheese board design throughout the year. That is like the best Christmas gift ever to my <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. Or even like, I'm thinking of like my cousins getting married in a couple months. What a great shower gift. Like, you know, Oh, absolutely. Oh, Newlywed. So if I look in your pantry, what is it that you have in there that you, oh, like it's your go-to. Like I always have these things here in case I have a last minute guest or emergency. Yeah. So I feel a little bit like a hypocrite because I don't currently have it in my pantry, but I like to. (laughs) (laughs) On a dream month, this is what I would have. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Trader Joe's has these amazing like jarred antipas type things. They're like like tapenades and they have like these artichoke spreads and eggplant spreads. And they're just amazing on like crispy bread and with a little bit of cheese. Um, So that's a crowd pleaser like all the time. You meant food, right? Yes, 100%. Okay. But it's coming from these. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So really just like all those Trader Joe's jarred things are really great for the budget and they are so flavor packed. Um, And of course they have a long shelf life. Um, I know that this is like controversial for people, but I always have bread in the freezer. I have like an artisanal bread and I just like pop it in the oven yeah pull it out with even worse i have you know the pillsbury french bread in the can yes oh my gosh i know that's so (laughs) people love it but you know it it does it bakes up french bread you like brush a little olive oil on it and like yes and it comes out like christini and nobody really knows no they don't they don't yeah amazing (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have. Um, I mean, we just, I, um, because I teach so much, we always have tons sure. of cheese and salami. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are not the typical not house. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's house. So fun. <laughs> well, Katie, um, you know, your website and your socials, they're so beautiful and mm. flawless, but you're yeah. very real with us, with the people, which is very endearing about you. Um, mm. I am curious if you've ever had any like, uh-oh moments or, oh no, this mm. is happening. Have you mm-hmm. had moments like that? I think so. Oh my gosh. I fear that. Yeah. A lot of them don't end up on social media because I am such a mess that it would not be (laughs) appropriate to share. No, I need to share more of it. So my whole journey to charcuterie design and cake decorating, I always say is on a mountaintop of failed cakes and cheese boards, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have pictures on my phone that I should share one day, but it was years of like me throwing away cakes and like, you know, which is not good for food waste, but that has of course happened. So a few years ago, we were hosting a small group. We always did dinner together and I wanted to make these really epic nachos and I had never made nachos, like a sh- epic, like sheet pan ones. And I was getting everything else ready. I put the broiler on and they lit to, f- I mean, flames out oh. of my oven. Wow. Like like in the, I hope my landlords aren't listening. Um, (laughs) and I had never had to use a fire extinguisher before. And so it's a miracle that this house is not burnt to the ground. Um, (laughs) I know it's, and then actually a few months ago, I was, I create, I made this graduation cake for a friend and I didn't stir the baking soda in or something. Right. And the whole cake tasted like metal. And have you ever had that happen? No. No, I'm not the best baker. So I've had other things happen, but not the, not the metal. It was like metallic. It was so bad. Um, Putting too much baking soda in or not putting it in that. So I, the last step to make the cake really just like fluffy was to stir the baking soda in at the end, but then you get clumps of baking soda. And I don't know, I think it was, it was a bad recipe. I never used it again. Oh yeah, gosh. I'm <laughs> sure you recovered well. <laughs> so I'm with you, all of you. <laughs> oh now that we went through your your bad memories, <laughs> do you have a gathering or a holiday moment at the table that holds a special place in your heart that kind of propels you forward? Maybe in your moments of um, those moments of disappointment or rejection, you kind of go back to that place in your heart that like this is the moment that I remember this is my why. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this answers it exactly, but um, one of my first Thanksgivings in Chiang Mai, one of our friends had a really big, it was kind of like a missionary house that they were living in. And there was this epic long table that had to sit like 30 people. I don't know. And there were 13 countries represented and there were like 30, yeah, like 30 of us. And it was so natural and so rich. And just like what I think Jesus's heart, it just like was a glimpse of heaven to me um, of just like different cultural foods and stories and life. Um, But then also my Italian grandpa, just the holidays growing up with Auntie Past and just, you know, the way he gathered people and now that he's gone, it's, it's not the same. Um, but I think he all left us with a standard, you know, <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, 
Katie, it's really been fun catching up with you. And um, you have a lot going on. I would love it if you would share with our listeners how to keep up with all things Gather. And um, if there's anything you want to give us a sneak peek into for 2023. Yeah, I would love a sneak peek too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. I, I, I feel you there. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so you can listen to our podcast, Making Room by Gather, wherever podcasts are hosted. Um, we have a bunch of really great holiday episodes coming out and um, really exciting episodes in the new year as well. Um, La Vite Kit could be found at homebygather.com or really directly, you could find it directly in any of our um platforms or profiles. Um, what else is going on? Yeah, there, I am in the early stages of writing our debut book. Um, can't say too much yet, but that is a few year process as Dina, I know you're starting the process too. It is, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's a lot. So stay tuned. (laughs) Very exciting. Well, thanks again for joining us and listeners, um, be sure and check the show notes for all the links to how you can keep up with Katie. Yeah. We will see you next week. Thanks guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Be sure and join us next week as we have another special holiday episode edition of the She Lives Fearless podcast. And you can connect with us at shelivesfearless.com where you can keep up with the blog, what's on the podcast, as well as all of the conference information for 2023. We will be in four cities next year. Be sure and go to shelivesfearless.com and check it out. Have a good week and we'll talk to you next week.